name Gabby Lamb, and you are listening to Tea Time, where we talk about the nastiest, naughtiest, wildest, dirtiest secrets. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time with your host, me, Gabby Lamb. And um, here we are. I am sitting on my bed this time because it's fucking cozy. Because it's so cozy and I want as much room to just absolutely chill as hard as possible while I read these wild, wild tales of yours. Um, As always, I will get started with a little, you know, we'll talk about my week because that's because I'm not in therapy enough right now. So I need to talk to about my week to somebody and uh what's going on i just got back from a five-day trip in sedona arizona by the way i hope all of you are doing well thank you so much for your continuous listening and submitting of your secrets and shit to me i love it um but anyway just got back from sedona arizona which was my first time visiting there which people people say that it's an energy vortex um i still don't quite understand what the actual fuck that means but i'll believe it there is something really magical about being out and um i have to make sure my speaker is working because sometimes the sound doesn't work is it working hey gabby fuck you okay cool yeah it's working um (laughs) i just i just started having a mental breakdown um yeah people say it's an energy vortex i don't know what that means but i tried to you know believe that while I was there I am I am a pretty hard cynic so when I hear shit like that I'm always like okay what the fuck fuck off and that's something I need to work on because I would like to be more in touch spiritually because being a cynic although is kind of funny it's kind of funny to be a hater on everything it's also kind of low energy you know it's low vibes and I'm trying to raise my vibe not lower it and being cynical kind of lowers the vibe I don't know. I'm consistently torn and I'm always torn in between. Do I stay an angry and bitter person who can shit talk because it's funny or do I get really enlightened and really sweet and then I'm not funny anymore because you want to know what's funny? Shit talking. People love shit talking. Um, And being sweet and kind isn't funny. It's just really sweet and kind. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm caught between the two. Maybe there is a maybe there is room for both. Maybe there's room to be sweet and kind, and also funny. Um, I don't know. I did see a psychic when we were there, which is also something I have a very hard time believing in. But I want to believe. You know, I want to believe so fucking badly in psychics. I want somebody to read my future and I want to be like yes you are right but every time I see them I'm like this is fucking bullshit and it takes the fun out of it you know um the psychic did tell me that I need to stop being she was like hmm she she asked what I did I was like I'm a comedian and she was like hmm she like took a second to you know digest that and she's like well, be careful with your comedy and being um, self-deprecating. She said you shouldn't be too self-deprecating because the brain doesn't know the difference between what, you know, like talking shit to yourself basically and not. 
and even if it's funny, your brain can't tell the difference. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck do you know? Bitch, what the fuck do you know sitting here in Sedona, Arizona? But she's right. She's right. Um, I, I was like wondering after I told her I was a comedian, I, she got quiet and I was like, immediately I was like, is she, did she get quiet? Cause she thinks that like, I'm here to make fun of her. Does she think that I'm here to like go and talk shit about psychics afterwards? And maybe she did. And if she did think that, well, she's not wrong. And maybe her psychic abilities were telling her that. Um, but she was cool. She was cool. She was like, you need to be writing. Um, which I have seen. It's so funny. This is, I think it was my fourth time seeing a psychic and I'm always like, fuck psychics. That stuff is bullshit. And then I'm like going to them. So I'm looking for, I'm looking for answers somewhere, you know, here I am hating on everything, but then also doing it. Cause I'm like, maybe there's something in there and maybe there is, I still don't believe in psychics, but you bet your fucking ass. I'll probably go to, I'll probably see 10,000 more. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that's about. Uh, it was good though. It was a good time. She was nice. I don't remember her name, but she was kind. I didn't see her mouth because she was wearing a mask and I was wearing a mask. So I don't know. I only saw her kind eyes. I only saw her kind eyes and I trusted her, but she, uh, she did tell me that I need to keep writing and a psychic that I saw before her also told me that they were like, you need to be writing. And I'm like, but you're right. And I do. Um, I do need to be writing. I love to write. I do love to write. And I've always imagined myself in a comedy writing position or, you know, writing a book would be awesome. I would love to do that. So we will keep on writing. And for those of you out there, you should be writing too. Just journaling. I journal every day. Um, it's very therapeutic. I have kept journals since I was a little girl. I have one of my journals. I have a couple journals actually next to my bed from like 1999 when I was eight and it's a trip. It's a trip to go back and like read what your thoughts were when you were a tiny baby. Um, so if you have kids, I urge you to urge your kids to journal. It's very therapeutic. You learn a lot about yourself. I will set a timer for like 30 minutes and then just sit in my bed and fucking journal. And it's good. So write, 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 write. Need to keep writing. Um, what else? What else is going on? Oh, fuck we when we were uh when we were in Sedona I saw a uh and I also saw an energy healer which is a wild experience again one of those things where I was like do I fucking believe this do I believe this bitch but you know in order to enjoy it you kind of have to surrender so I was like you know what cynicism I'm gonna set you to the side and I'm just gonna surrender to this energy healer and see if I can get my energy healed um, which I feel like she could also sense that I was kind of a cynical bitch, but I, I would, I did it. I went into it mind as open as possible. And I did like a 20 minute hike out into the mountains of Sedona. There's this place called Bell Rock, which is supposedly the big energy vortex. So I walk out into Bell Rock with this woman and, uh, she lays down a blanket and I lay down on the blanket and she starts like touching my feet. And I was like, I love, I love being like lightly touched in a like massage way. And so she's touching my feet and I was like, Ooh, I like this. And then she starts being like, she like gets up to my groin area and she's like, I feel a lot of sadness in this area. And I was like, Hmm, 
I don't know. I got a lot of fucked up issues with like in regards to sex and like past relationships. And she's like, that's, you know, let's dive into that. So then we dove into that. And I, that's when things get fucked up, you know, then we're laying there and then she starts telling me to like talk out loud, um, to her. So I'm like, she's like, you know, what's bothering you? And then I have to say like, Oh, I don't know. This happened to me in my past. And she's like, so I need you to address this person and say their name and say, you know, how you need to move through this. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, you need to say it. And I was like, can I just like say it in my head? And she's like, no, you need to say it out loud. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so I'm laying there. And then I, I like have to address my mom because, you know, I've got mommy issues. And she's like, talk to your mom. Like she's, she goes, she's here now with us energetically. And, you know, talk to your mom. Tell her how she's affected you. And I'm like, fuck, do I really have to do this? And there's like people hiking past us. And you can hear some guys being like, oh, what the fuck is over there? And then I'm laying there in this like trance trying to be like, mom, mom, it really hurt me that you didn't understand me. It hurt me how much you yelled growing up and made me feel bad about myself. And meanwhile, there's just like this fucking family with children walking past us being like, oh, nice, look at those rocks. And I'm like, mom, please, I'm trying to forgive you. And it was just a wild experience. Meanwhile, and then she starts like tapping my body and she gets to this part right here. It's bruised. It fucking hurts so bad. And this woman <laughs> starts like aggressively tapping my chest, trying to probably, I don't know, release the demons. And it, it's fucking hurting. I don't know if you've ever had somebody just fucking nail you in the goddamn chest, but I start being like, ow. And then she starts being like, oh. And I was like, no. And it was... So I'm like, and then she keeps like tapping harder. And then I'm like, ow. And then she's like, ow. And we're both sitting there making the same noises. She's like mimicking my noises. And I like almost start crying because I'm like, this fucking hurts. And I'm also kind of embarrassed. And she like, she's making all of the same noises I was making. And I don't know if you guys have seen that movie Midsummer, but it's fucked up. It's a really scary movie. It's like two and a half hours long, which is far too long. But there's a scene in Midsummer where the woman this woman in the cult is like fucking a guy and while she's moaning all of the women start mimicking her moans so she's like uh and then all of the other women are like uh and it's all of these women in this room watching this other woman have sex and they're all like making the same noises and that's what was going through my head while this woman was furiously pounding on my chest and i'm like this is so fucked up and then i kept thinking like she could slit my throat right now and i would die on these rocks and then that was that was my energy healing session. That's that's it, guys. And my chest is still bruised. <laughs> you don't know embarrassment until you're crying from a woman punching you in the chest on the red rocks in Sedona with with white families because there are always white families with white families walking past you while you're moaning and then she's moaning too and then they're like where's the uh, where where do we go next and you're just like ah. and then this other woman's like ah. and wow fuck me huh what an experience um do i feel healed i don't know i would like to i i would like to think that i feel healed so i'm going to say i'm going to train my brain to say yes i feel very healed um but nature is very healing and i did want I, my my body was craving some nature because I live in LA, I rarely get out. 
And L.A. is a fucking shit show of a city. I love it here. I'll never leave. I will die in L.A. But goddamn, is this place a toxic hellhole in so many ways. Um, yeah, so here we are. Back from Sedona. Nobody in Sedona wears masks. We love to see it. Nobody in Arizona wears fucking masks. Um, and I do wear a mask. So that was stressful. Uh, and, you know, hopefully I don't have COVID. I don't think I do. Because I kept that motherfucking thing strapped strapped on my face um so yeah it's all good that's where we're at hope you guys are enjoying your time wherever you are and uh this week this week's subject is lies I had people email me their lies lies that they've told lies that they've been caught in or just big lies in general I've got some pretty interesting things gonna go ahead and read them some of the stories are uh not about lies. Sometimes people just email me randomly, like they're like gross secrets and stuff. So I got a couple of those in here, which are very funny, which I will read. And uh, that's it. You know, let's fucking get into it. You tea heads, you tears, you tea BBs. Um, there's like a pubic hair stuck to my mic because I'm just sitting around fucking my mic. I'm just sitting around fucking and sucking my mic. Um, okay. So this first story, you guys, I'm fucking chilling, by the way. I'm chilling so hard on my bed. Legs open. Legs open. Back against the wall. Hope this mic isn't too distracting in my face. Um, okay, here we go. This is called Halloween. This is not a lie. This is just a wretched story. Strap in, motherfuckers. Uh, one Halloween, I gotta get, I gotta get comfy. One Halloween, <laughs> I'm gonna bring my thing right here, um, cause it's easier for me, to, me to read like this. Uh, one Halloween, I decided to go as Beetlejuice. Okay, sorry, I'm going to start again. I have to get comfy again. Okay, one Halloween, I decided to go as Beetlejuice, and my girlfriend at the time went as Lydia. It was the most effort and money I've ever put into a costume, and we both looked great. I really got into character, too, and got shit-faced. Hell yeah, dude. Smoked a pack of cigs and ran up to people all night, burping and grabbing my crotch and trying to sound like Beetlejuice. I would have fucking punched your ass in the face. Bitch, I would have fucking clocked you if you were burping in my face and grabbing your crotch i would have been like get the fuck out of here what <laughs> but good i like your dedication is inspiring to say the least um at the end of the night we got po boys and i ordered roast beef with everything on it that's the last thing i remember before blacking out when i came to i was on my knees naked leaning over the bathtub at my parents house scooping dirty water from the bathtub and dumping it in the toilet <laughs> my girlfriend was helping me too when i asked what was going on she said i had thrown up and shat myself in the shower while she was attempting to help me get all my makeup and hair day <laughs> get all my makeup and hair dye off <laughs> the top Fuck off. Fuck off. The tub was clogged because as my mom told the tub was clogged because as my mom told me the next day, bathtubs are not meant for that. 
Next time, aim for the toilet. So fucking embarrassing. My dad had to... <laughs> my dad had to snake the drain, and to this day, he still calls me beetle chunks. Oh. My fucking God. I... <laughs> I love that your mom says, bathtubs are not meant for that. Um... Dude, you shat and threw up in the toilet while your poor girlfriend was like, let's get this makeup off you, babe. You shat yourself. You sh and, then you're, and then you're picking the water up. What if you just saw barf like dribble down my mouth? Um, you're scooping your shit and vomit out of the bathtub into the toilet so that means it's also probably like getting all over the floor while you're doing it and like all over your like running down your hands jesus fucking christ <laughs> god i hate that uh, every time i when i used to get fucked up i would always throw up in the bathtub i don't know why i would throw up or i would throw up in the sink that's what i would do um, I'd see the toilet and I'd be like, no, 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 I'm going to get the sink instead. I don't know why. I think I like, even in my drunk brain, I was like, I don't want to barf into that. Um, so I get it. I, you know what? I do get it. Thank you for that story. Um, beetle, ch beetle chunks. <laughs> what did you, I wonder what your girlfriend did while you were shitting on yourself. <laughs> Babe, stop. Babe, you're pooping all over your legs, and you're like, I don't care. I'm fucking Beetlejuice. <laughs> Did you have the wig and stuff too with the crazy hair? Oh, that's so fucking funny. Uh, okay. So we got the next one. Um, okay. Uh, so back around the time two girls, one cup was going around. Ah, yes. Oh, do I remember that time? <sighs> A gorgeous video. So back around the time two girls in one cup was going around, me and my boyfriend decided to watch it. For some reason, we both found it very arousing. Please don't kink shame me. Um, okay, wait, before I carry on with the story, I, I never mean to like shame people. This is just, you know, a podcast for wild stories and I have big reactions. So I don't want to kink shame you. Um, live your best fucking life. Do whatever you got to do. I don't really give a shit, but you know, I, I react to things. Um, and I react to things, especially for like kinky stuff. I have said before, like I am not a kinky person. So when I hear like the wild shit people are into, I am so caught off guard because I'm like, I cannot imagine doing that. So, you know, it's always, you're afraid of what you don't know. And that's where my reactions come from. Okay. So please don't kink shame me. You're getting aroused watching two girls, one cup. I am going to say it's weird, but I'm not shaming you. I just don't find that at all attractive. Um, but go off. Live your best fucking life. We obviously weren't going to shit in each other's mouths. Obviously. And eat it. But we definitely wanted to get as close to the shit make. To the shit make out as possible. Oh, okay. So, right. Okay. We decided to use chili at first since it was both our favorite suppertime dish anyway. I do love a good bowl of chili. So just like that, we made a pot of chili and then proceeded to exchange the hot chili into each other's mouths while we made out. This was so hot, by the way. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, everybody's got a thing. We continued this ritual for weeks until we finally said we need something a little nastier. I know we are weird, but also kinky. Live your best lives, guys. So anyways, we decided to try dog food next. <laughs> why dog food what why not something more for humans uh, whatever okay i'm not shaming you i just am curious and have a big reaction um so anyways we decided to try dog food uh since it would taste bad oh that's oh that's why okay so since it would taste bad and more similar to feces I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that. We would crack a can of pedigree and start making out with it while the whole time holding back the urge to vomit. For some reason, that is so hot to me. Anyways, we did it so much. We were going through about 14 cans a week. Holy fuck. And my father's boyfriend, who I was living with at the time, flipped out. We always made sure the dog, the dog had enough food to eat. But he was still pissed that all of his dog food stash had disappeared. Anyways, <laughs> I lied to him and said we gave the food away to an animal shelter and he kicked me out. My boyfriend left me and I had to hitchhike from Florida to Reno where I would later stay with my son's boyfriend's stepmom. Anyways, thanks for letting me share. I still watch shit porn, by the way. Haha, <laughs> don't kink shame me. <laughs> oh. Time to do some unpacking. Um, okay, I don't want to kick shame you. I've said that a thousand times. I do have questions. So many questions. I, okay. So anyways, we decided, we're going to circle back to a few things. So anyways, we decided to try dog food since it would taste bad and more similar to feces. Why in God's fuck would you be interested in tasting anything that resembled shit? Oh, I guess you kind of have a shit fetish, so I guess that makes sense. But I, it's just you've caught you've completely gagged me, and I don't mean gagged like in a barfy way. Well, I also do mean gagged in a barfy way, but like I'm speechless. I'm stunned. Um, did you? That's crazy. You are also going through fourteen cans. 14 cans a week of pedigree. Would you guys swallow the pedigree? Would you swallow it? Would you like holding back the urge to vomit? That's wild. And I wonder if some of the people listening to this also like get turned on by this kind of stuff. And if you do, honestly, go off. doesn't fucking matter. If you're not hurting other people or taking advantage of people, do whatever the fuck you want. And that's honestly it. Um, I just... Would you eat the dog food afterwards that is that gives me a lot to think about what if i just started masturbating on this and you're like well wait we didn't know this was going to turn turn into a porn guess what you thought wrong guys because it looks like i just found a new kinky thing too i also like you you had to hitchhike from from florida to reno why didn't you just take a train or something? Didn't you have hit a hitchhike? What fucking year was this? 
1972. Well, no, because Two Girls, One Cup didn't come out in 1972. It came out in like 2010. No, it didn't. It came out in like 2004 or something. I don't know, somewhere in between then. So that's crazy. You were hitchhiking then because who the fuck hitchhikes in the 2000s unless you are trying to die. But um, live your best life. I hope you're doing well. Um, and yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for that for that heartwarming story. Um, okay, next one. Back when I was 18 or 19, I can't remember. It was like three years ago. I lost the batteries to my vibrator and I didn't know what to do. So I used my little brother's toothbrush and I'm not going to lie. It felt just as if not better than my 10 speed. Anyways, when I was done with it, it was all cummed out and I just put it back. When he asked what happened to his toothbrush, I told him the dog must have got it. Is that a true story? It was all cummed out. What what did you what did your pussy like shred this toothbrush? How was he able to tell what happened? How was he able to tell what happened to his toothbrush? Cause like cum isn't like acidic. It doesn't like <laughs> destroy things. What the fuck you got you got a fucking iron pussy? What did you do to that thing? You told did it, that, you know that movie Teeth where the the girl has like teeth in her vagina and it chews off guys dicks? Is that what happened? How how was how was your brother's toothbrush so mangled after you masturbated with it? <laughs> uh Also, why do I love that you just put it back? That's so fucked up. When I was um it reminds me of a story when I was with one of my best friends in Santa Barbara, like years ago, we were in high school, we were all wasted. And my friend who we were visiting in Santa Barbara lived in like a, like a sorority house or something. So she lived with all of these other girls and my friend that I was, one of my friends and I, we were all wasted and she's like, Hey, let's go into the bathroom. And, uh, I, I, she was like let's go into the bathroom we went into the bathroom she took some random girl's toothbrush cleaned her asshole out with it she was like watch this fucking clean her asshole out with it and then put it back and we thought it was so funny at the time we were like oh hell yeah looking back on that that's so fucking we didn't even know the girl we didn't even know the girl this poor girl my friend was like how funny would this be cleans her asshole with this toothbrush puts it back that's so fucked up I don't know. Karma's a bitch, and I am expecting, if I haven't already fulfilled my karma with that one, it's coming. That's so nasty. That poor girl. Jesus, fuck. Okay, so your pussy's out here mangling toothbrushes. Right on. Next story. Let's go. Uh, we got some big ones. We got some big ones. Um, I like to keep this podcast under uh, 50 minutes, so if I don't get to all of them today, I will be revisiting them, the ones that I didn't get to next week. So um, here we go. I have to get comfy with this. Uh, okay. Is this good? Is this a good position? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is good. Um, so when I was still doing heroin, my favorite dealers were this cholo lesbian couple that lived in Vista. Hey, Vista, I'm from Oceanside. 
um, which is the next city close to it. Uh, also, ew, Vista sucks. They lived in Vista and were hard as fuck. They liked me because I was a good customer and never got sketchy with them. So we became like slightly friends, not just business acquaintances. Anyway, not anyways, the lie. One day they text me asking if I knew anybody who could drive a 26 foot U-Haul moving truck, the big ass motherfucking one. I happened to be out of money and about to start withdrawing. So I was like, yeah, I know somebody, me, but I want some heroin for it. And they were like, oh really? I was only 19 years old. So I don't know how the hell they believe me. I was like, hell yeah. In reality, I had never driven anything other than a regular ass car. So they say, come on over. And I got there in 25 minutes. Oh, and I got there, 25 minute drive in about 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. Speed racer. Daddy wants some heroin. So, uh, you speed over there. So I get there nervous as fuck, starting to sweat and shake and go into withdrawals. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. But can I get some heroin first? And they were like, yeah, go nuts. And let me just go at the stash freely. That's so scary. That's so scary. Um, they said, yeah, go nuts. So you're just like, yeah, I'm a fucking shoot the fuck up. So you're sitting there shooting up. So I proceed to get high as fuck, which for a heroin addict gives you such confidence. I don't even know how to describe it. Cut to me just fucking blasting on heroin. After this, after this episode, you bet, you bet I'm going to go find some heroin. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. But that does sound fun. I want confidence. I want heroin confidence. And for whatever reason, by the grace of the gods, I pulled it off and drove that bitch like a champ high as hell. Oh, shit. Smoking more heroin off of foil as I drove the damn damn thing down the freeway. Almost hit a couple of cars when I got off the freeway onto the regular streets and might have popped the curb might have popped the curb a couple of times in a cul-de-sac but hey i fucking did it so maybe it wasn't a lie after all (laughs) all i know is i had no idea what i was doing but the moral of the story is you'd be surprised what you can accomplish all for the next sack of drugs (laughs) 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 my guy um great i'm so proud of you for accomplishing that honestly that's very scary but now you're going to give a bunch of people the confidence to drive 26-foot U-Hauls on heroin. Is he a hero or is he a criminal? I'll let you guys be the judge of that. I'm glad that you got there safely and nobody died. Okay. Here we go. Got another one. So one time I was really horny and decided to use a cucumber as a dildo in my ass. Later that week, my dad ended up cutting it to eat with some... Salt con limon. That is one of my favorite snacks to eat around the house, by the way. That's pretty good. So anyways, he told me, he told me my mom, he told my mom it tasted funny. So they decided to complain to the neighbor. That's where we get our cucumbers and other vegetables from. My dad walked over to Albert, the neighbor, and they got into an altercation. Albert refused to believe the cucumbers were not good to eat. So they got into a fist fight. (laughs) I was so scared because Albert was beating my dad to death. There was almost death. Almost. There was blood coming from his ears and he wasn't breathing. To stop the fight, I yelled out, I'm going to kill myself, which was a total lie. Albert then gave my dad mouth to mouth until he was back and breathing. Albert then walked up to me and kissed me gently with tongue for putting me through all of that. Okay. By the way, this whole story is a lie 
and this <laughs> by the way this whole story is a lie and this is the lie i'm submitting to you the subject of this email is called liception um that's really funny that even though that whole story was a lie i did really enjoy it i liked i liked that you made all of that up first of all what the fuck are you thinking about and i like i like the detail the little um saucy detail of albert softly kissing you with tongue and you shouting i'm going to kill myself <laughs> you know earlier when i said that it's important to write um i just want to applaud you on your artistic ability and i would not i would consider screenplays i'm i'm actually not kidding that was pretty funny so thank you for that stupid fucking lie of a story and you did get me with a lieception so thank you Fucking shit. Okay. <sighs> okay, not sexy or poopy, just fucked up. I love that. I love when you guys clarify with me too when you're like, there's no shit shit or coming involved in this. <laughs> what kind of what kind of nasty bitch do y'all take me for? Because whatever it is, you're right. Um this story is one of the most fucked up things I've ever done. It bit me in the ass. So karma, right? I've literally never told a single soul about this, but I figured emailing someone I never met so she could read it on the internet is a great way to keep my privacy. And honestly, your secrets are safe with me. Um, on God, I promise you. This is between us and anonymously on the internet. As a freshman in high school, I joined cross country to make friends because the sport started before school started before school started and i thought i could start the year off well by knowing people beforehand smart the school was a private catholic school and all the bitches on the team were stuck up little brats so my plan backfired classic classic private catholic school the bitches are always the worst there i didn't go to, i didn't go to catholic school but i had friends that did and they all seemed like the worst um my plan backfired and i usually ended up on my own while running during practice um we were expected to know the roots, and I, being 14 and an idiot, knew no street names at all, so I got turned around often. This was in a very rough part of Metro Detroit, and it wasn't safe at all for me to be alone, but that shows you how much of those bitches cared. You guys were just running around Detroit? I'm oh, sorry, there's a little fly in here. That is... A fly. Okay. You guys are just running around Detroit? Jesus Christ, it's 14-year-olds? Um, anywho, after a few weeks, I realized I wasn't making any friends and I was always on my own. I also realized that distance running was so fucking hard. Why did my chubby ass think that was a good idea? I don't know, sis, but you were going for that. And I, you were going for it and I really applaud you for that. So one day, I decided enough was enough and I fell, fell on a run. I limped to the sports medicine dude on campus and he said I had a sprained ankle. So I spent the next few weeks on crutches. He must have not been a great sports medicine dude because I... Sports medicine dude. Because uh, I 100% faked the fall, the pain, everything. He'd be sitting there testing the mobility of my ankle and I'd throw in an ouch and an ooh and pretended like it hurt. I could have won an Oscar. I was allowed to leave class early to crutch to my next class and people carried my backpack for me regularly. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Plot twist. Apparently being on crutches and slamming down on one leg constantly is way more dangerous than, cr than cross country. The leg I put all my weight on because I had to keep my sprained leg up and bandage ended up being legitimately injured from the constant strain. 
Since then, I wound up with several very serious and actually real lower leg and foot injuries from the underlying issues my fake injury and subsequent treatment caused. Oh my fucking God. Moral of the story is if you're trying to make friends with with stuffy bitches in private school, it will drive you so fucking crazy you're willing to injure yourself just to get the fuck away from them. Also, running sucks. Okay. I love that story. Um, because it was... But it sucks that you ended up getting fucked in the end. You know, like, you were just looking for friendship and you're like a cute little girl trying to fit in with these fucking cunts um, at private school. And so you were like well, let me try and get attention in some way to get people to like be friends with me. And I really like empathize with that. That's a very like cute and like weird childhood thing to do. But then you ended up getting fucked in the end with actually ruining your leg. I hate that. <laughs> I, can't. I, hate, I hate that for you. Um, it's also crazy. I didn't know that, that you could like, from a fake injury, you ended up injuring yourself even more. Oh my god. So all of you out there who are f making up things, karma's, I guess karma's a real bitch, huh? Um, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, that's a very sweet and funny story. I'm telling y'all, write these things. Write them, write them, write them. Write them, write them, write them, because these are funny fucking stories. They're very funny and very unique and very human. And um, I love that. I really do love that. Okay. This story is called Lying Bitches. Okay. So I have one, I have one among many because the dating world is full of men that are lying ass bitches. And also I am an idiot. <sighs> Girl, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, we're all just out here trying to do the best we can. Uh, so I dated my, uh, so I dated someone who had an entire, I have a dry mouth. So I dated someone who had an entire girlfriend behind my back. I found her MySpace. God, I'm so old. Uh, no, we're probably the same age, you know, MySpace. God, I remember those days. Hell yeah, MySpace. So you found her MySpace that had pictures of them not kissing, but smiling together. I confronted him about it and he laughed it off and swore that she was just some psycho girl who was obsessed with him. Tale as old as time. When guys, by the way, when guys are like, she's fucking psycho. It's like, yeah, but what did you do to her? You know, like, is she psycho or are you just an asshole? That's not to say that there aren't psycho ass girls, but most of the time I feel like guys are making it up. Anyway, he swore that she was just some psycho girl who was obsessed with him. He said he told her to take that stuff down, but she won't do it because she's trying to keep other girls away from him. Even though they're supposedly not dating, he basically said she's trying to cock block because she's crazy and that I'm freaking out over nothing. Oh, that's so bad. He's fucking gaslighting you. I remember I like went through so much shit like this when I was younger, even when I was like in my early 20s, even fuck, even like a couple of years ago, like two years ago, I was dating guys like this who like gaslight you into thinking they're not doing anything. And they're like, no, you're being irrational. And you're like, I swear to God. I think you're lying. Anyway, um, so he's accusing you of freaking out over nothing. Mind you, I'm 15 years old. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, that's young. And this is my first love, ew. And I was obsessed with him, double ew. So basically, I believed, I believed him and thought he was, and thought she was some weirdo. And we kept dating for a bit longer. Anyway, at some point, I ended up contacting that girl who tells me everything. And then 
Him and I finally break up. That isn't the worst part, though. I'm talking to his aunt maybe a couple weeks after we've broken up, and I mention his name, and she laughed and goes, I don't know where he even got that name from. Maybe it's his alter ego or something because his name is blank. And we're not talking about Jake to Jacob or Bob to Robert, by the way. We're talking like Marcus to Kevin. The name I was saying wasn't even his middle name either. Long story short, I dated someone for a year and a half who not only cheated on me, but I didn't even know his real name. Hashtag, and that's on trust issues and trauma. Wow. Wow. You didn't even, you dated him for a year and a half and didn't even know his real name? Didn't you go to school with people who like knew him and knew his real name? Damn, I wonder where that guy is now, dude. Um, okay, that's fucking nutty. Uh, we're at 40 minutes. I've got about 10 minutes left. Um, so apologies. I've got a couple stories, long stories. And if I don't get to them, I will get to them next week. I promise. Because uh, there's some really, there's really good ones in here. Um. Okay, my NPR lie. Love, love NPR, by the way. Um, hi, Gabby. This is kind of long, but I promise it's worth it. A few, a few years ago, I was slacking off at my office job. I was pursuing... I was pursuing NPR. Oh, perusing. God, fuck. I fucked that up. Okay. A few years ago, when I was slacking off at my office job, I was perusing NPR when I saw that they were asking for submissions for your weirdest Venmo story. Very specific NPR. Since I was bored, I replied saying that my super Christian mom found out that I was living in sin with my boyfriend when she saw he Venmoed me his half of the rent. Well, NPR liked the story so much that they actually called me and interviewed me about it. I didn't think much of it until weeks. Uh, I didn't think about I, I didn't think much of it until a few weeks, maybe days. I can't remember. Later, a friend texted me saying, "I just heard you on NPR." I freaked out and checked their website, and sure enough, they posted the story that basically starts and ends with me, and they use clips of my voice from our interview in the radio version of the story. It's very, very obvious it's me. Here's a link. She posted the link. Um, that's really funny. I I wish I, I want to play it, kind of. I do want to play it, but I, mean, I don't have time. Um, this is where it gets interesting. You see, I made up the story. My boyfriend and I were living in sin, but my mom didn't find out from Venmo because at this point she still didn't know. <laughs> you fucking made up that whole story. It was just a it was just a weird fear of mine that we would get sloppy and that's how she found out and that's how she would find out. So now I was running the risk of her finding out from NPR. Why? Might you ask? Did I keep the charade when they called me? At that point, I felt I was in too deep and just had to keep going with it. No fucking way. This is so funny. Then my boyfriend's mom, who was also very conservative, and though she knew did not approve of our sinful living arrangement, texted both of us saying that her friend just heard me on NPR. <laughs> I had to frantically te text her and ask her not to tell my mom. She agreed, but she didn't seem happy about it. Luckily, I don't think Bakersfield has a big NPR audience, so my mom never heard the piece. Anyway, moral of the story is maybe I shouldn't be, maybe I should have been talking to a therapist and not some random lady at NPR. P.S. Now let's just hope NPR doesn't find out about my life from your show. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh my god! That story is so great! 
That story is so fucking great. I love that you are just bored, made up a lie for NPR. NPR takes it and they're like, this is a great story. Uses your voice and the whole clip puts it on there. Everybody, all your homies are listening to NPR and they're like, what up, bitch? You're on NPR. And then your boyfriend's mom fucking finds it. Oh my God. And your mom still doesn't know. And NPR calls you and you keep up the lie. <laughs> I also love that you said that uh, I don't think Bakersfield has a big NPR audience. Um, yeah, uh, I, that 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 tracks. That does track. More of a fox, more of a fox crowd up there. But uh, live your life, you know. That is so funny. Um, I also love like that. Absolutely caught up with you. That fucking caught right up with you. And you just committed. You were like, nope, I got to keep lying to NPR. Oh, man. I hope, I actually do hope NPR hears this. I hope somebody at NPR hears this. And then you can, like, go through it all again. Because it's so funny. It's such a good story. Oh, my God. The thing, the crazy things we do, huh? Just the craziest things. Um. Okay, so I got a couple, I got five minutes left. Um, let's see what's going on. Anyway, okay, so I was dating this girl back in my early 20s, and by the time I realized she was a compulsive liar, she made it so difficult to break up. She kept cheating on me with her ex-girlfriend, and when I would try to break up with her, she would freak out and tell me, tell me she was going to kill herself. Yikes. One night, I found out she cheated on me again, and I was like, Bleh. you rolled your eyes. So I called her. It was like midnight and told her I knew, and I tried to break up with her for the millionth time, and she started being all dramatic. And when I was like, anyway, I'm over this, she got really, really quiet, and I was like, hello? Hello? And she wasn't responding, and I said, I guess I'll call your dad to check on you because I don't know what's happening. And as soon as I said that, she gasps for air and tells me she had passed out from the heartbreak of me trying to break up with her or something. Anyway, I was able to break up with her a few months later and not feel bad about her guilt-tripping guilt suicide threats. A couple months after we split, I found out she was actively cheating on me with her ex that night because my new girlfriend told me which was her ex. Shut the fuck up. So you started dating her ex. There are so many. God, there is like, I love the lesbian community because it's like all like that. Um, I have so many, so many um, gay friends. And there's so much drama in the lesbian community with that. Like everybody's fucking dating everybody. It really is like real life L word. Um, I fucking, <laughs> that's so crazy. That's such a good story. What is the, and like the suicide threats, it sounds like, I mean, I'm no psychologist and I probably shouldn't be diagnosing people, but that sounds like serious narcissistic personality disorder. Um, congrats for getting out of the relationship. Fucking shit. Um, congrats. Congrats to you guys. And, uh, well, congrats to you for getting away. So we got one last story. And... I've got another big one for next week. I keep saying that, but here's my last, here's my last one. This one is called beans, question mark. 
So last summer, me and my aunt were going to a water park out in Reno. We were planning on staying at the Motel 6, and we had stocked up on plenty of beef jerky because we were tight on funds and we love beef jerky. Anyway, I ate too many Slim Jims and got a raging stomachache. I accidentally shit the bed. Luckily, we weren't sharing beds, but when we woke up, it smelled so bad. I lied to her and said I was pranking her and that I had used beans and fart spray so it would give off the impression that I shit myself. She... <laughs> it's so elaborate. She wasn't buying it, so I had to pretend that I had a hidden camera. So I pulled out my phone and tried showing her. She, she then asked for the footage, which obviously wasn't there. So I lied again and said it must have not been filming. We laughed it off either way and kissed and made up. We listened to Lady Gaga the whole way home. Ha <laughs> such good memories. We love Reno. <laughs> we kissed and made up. We listened to Lady Gaga the whole way home. Ha <laughs> such good memories. We love Reno. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a fucking t-shirt. Oh, God, that's so funny. I love that little button. We kissed and made up. Was she mad? Was she like, hey, well, how did that end? What? I also, you were like, I have farts. It was fart spray. Ha ha, joke's on you, bitch. <laughs> then, you were, then you were like, oh, there's a hidden camera. Oh, that's so elaborate. Oh, my God. Also, what Lady Gaga songs did you listen to? Which album? Love her. You guys see her at the inauguration? Go off, sis. Um, uh, such good memories. Yeah, that sounds good. We love Reno. Also, this is like the fourth story about something happening in Reno. The fuck is going on in Reno, guys? And like one of the last tea times, there was a banker from Reno. Earlier, there was what somebody went from Florida to Reno. And you're going, you're shitting your pants in Reno. Fucking Reno, huh? Well, well, goddamn Reno. Um, well, thanks so much, you guys. I'm at the 50 minute mark, and this has been great. I love your lies. I love you all. You're all a bunch of, you're all a bunch of cuties with wild stories. And um, thank you so much for doing what you do. We will be we will be back next week, hopefully with a guest. I don't know; it's a little bit difficult with guests and shit because of COVID. But um, I will eventually get guests in here. Maybe we'll have one next week. I don't know. And uh, I'm gonna again, again. I'm gonna say it again. Finish off with uh, I have a couple more stories that I want to get through next week. So thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Tea Time, and I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you all very soon uh, check my sto my instagram stories for the subjects email me you know the deal and uh love you all stay safe out there mm -hmm.